0: This is Rugger Matrix International episode 151 Southern Assault Music Hello I'm your host Euro Sin. Joined in a moment by Mark Cashman. We crossed to New Zealand to see Les Kiss. He's deep in post-analysis work. After Ireland went down to New Zealand, we cover all three internationals in the Southern Hemisphere as well as touching on Argentina's efforts. As always, Rugger Matrix brought to you by Strike, Australia's leading provider of Bluetooth car kits, sat-nav devices and reversing cameras. Go to strike.com.au, enter the code Matrix, and you'll get 10% off. hello and welcome to rugged matrix international episode 151 and we are responding quickly to the weekend's round of internationals in the southern hemisphere breaking new ground and the southern hemisphere super rugby season breaking for a couple of weeks while the test series happen in australia new zealand and south africa and we're going to cover it all first to mark cashman who is up burning the midnight oil good day cash cow
1: Okay, Bronk. How's things going, mate? Great to be back on board. It's been a, been a couple of weeks. Uh, the the people out there haven't haven't seen the, uh, the 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 grey hair for a couple of weeks. No,
0: we've got that um, in droves today, and that's why I keep mine closely cropped. But Casho, good to speak to you. Joining us uh, from his hotel room, there's a little bit of noise in the background. That's because Kissy is there in the lunchroom of the team hotel in Auckland today. Kissy, uh, tough night for you blokes against New Zealand, but uh, I'm pleased to say you've joined us in any case. Can you order me a strong flat white?
2: Um, strong flat white and another double <laughs> espresso for me, please. I need it.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, Kissy. It was an amazing night of uh, Test Rugby. I think the toughest assignment clearly belonged to the Ireland team. And uh, let's kick off with that, Kissy. Um, And uh, you took on New Zealand in Auckland last night. New Zealand 42, Ireland 10. Gee, you started well, Kissy, but I guess you copped the punishment in the end. And that was uh, turnover ball. Uh, New Zealand really punished you. And, Kizzy, I guess you were sick of the sight of Julian Sevilla.
2: Yeah, well, the, um, the headlines here were a severe thrashing. As you could imagine, the Kiwis are, uh, are certainly lapping it up. But, look, absolutely disappointing for us. Um, you know, the start gave us some nice stuff. We we certainly challenged them with uh, some ball-and-hand stuff and, and uh, you know, a few offloads and, and exposed a bit of space there. But... But unfortunately, we just failed to sustain that pressure. Um, we released the pressure off them too easy. Uh, when we had them down on their own uh, red zone, uh, we gave away an easy penalty, and they, they got out of their own end too easily. And um, and then a couple of turnovers, and we really paid the price. It's uh, you know we all know, there's every team knows that when you play New Zealand, and uh, unfortunately, uh, despite the good start and some strong stuff that we did put together, you know in, in just. In two foul swoops, they just put two tries on us. It was um, a tough night uh, from there on in.
1: There's uh, some positives out of it, though. I thought uh, I thought young O'Mani, your, uh, your back row did very well, and uh, you know there were a couple of good debutantes performances there, uh, particularly uh, particularly out wide.
2: Yeah, Simon Zebo had his first start. He had some uh, a couple of good touches. He he put himself into space a few times, um, used some beautiful hands to open up space in the outside from uh, away from his wing on the opposite side of the park. Uh, you know, there were some things there he certainly would have learned a lesson with, that's for sure, uh, as well. Um, Declan Fitzpatrick, uh, the tight head that we had to uh, bring in for the injured Mike Ross, also did, I think, a really good job. You know, in the loose, probably... Um, found it a, tough, it a little bit tougher going, uh, but he, he did very well for us at, at scrum time. Uh, probably one of the the themes coming from the night, that, you know, right across the board from from everyone involved was they just hadn't experienced a speed of game like that before, and um, it just seems every year the game just gets quicker and quicker. And, and the way the Southern Hemisphere do play the game, it's it's certainly different, and 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 they and they actually. Uh, you know, create this this type of tempo that's that's tough to live with if you don't get on top of it early and, uh, and New Zealand certainly threw all of that at, at us last night and, and as I say, the common theme, for the, theme from the players, they don't experience that uh, anywhere, you know, they, well, they haven't experienced that speed of game before, that's for sure.
0: I think you're absolutely right there, Kissy, because you really competed well and as defence coach, I think you might have been really happy uh, with some of the one-on-one hits that were outstanding by some of your lads.
2: Yeah, there, it, was, it was some really good moments. Like, I think what happened in the end that, you know, a lot of petrol taken out of the tank in the first half where we, we put a lot of football on early and, um, you know, ch- challenged them. But then we let them, let them off the hook too easy. Then they ha- they control possession and position. Uh, and it ended up us making... Uh, we we made 109 tackles, it was, in the first half. Wow. Which is phenomenal in its own yeah. right. And... Um, and amongst that, we had a back row that didn't. They were industrious, that's for sure. Uh, between his lip, uh, O'Brien, and Omani, the the boys really went to town. Now, a couple of calls here and there that the ref got them on, but they also just poached a bit of ball as well and put some pressure on there. So, there were some nice touches there. But, but um, you know, across the board, if we if we if we're going to get to a point where we can now uh, get a test in this series, we're going to have to make sure that we, we don't t- let the pressure off the All Blacks come to terms with this speed of game. You know, the, the, the way that the breakdown works in, in, uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, it's, it's, you know, it's another you know, split second and that's enough. A split second quicker than, than they've been used to and um, hopefully that one game gives us enough exposure to it to go forward uh, with some confidence in the next two to, to do a job.
1: Les, uh, just just looking at the All Blacks last night, uh, they're, they're, they are a pretty handy side. Do you think they're better than the, the All Blacks of '11 that won the Rugby World Cup? Um,
2: <laughs> well, look, they're world champions. It's a, it's you know, Hansen put together a slightly different field of the squad. You know, Sonny Bill starting and um, in the centres, uh, Nani wasn't even in, in the squad. Aaron Smith, the little halfback uh, from the Highlanders, who had a good game, and Savaii had a good game, and uh, you know, it is a lot easier to play that way if you're getting the type of flow ball that they did generate in the end and, and get going. Um, but you have to take your hat off to them. I thought they, they did exceptionally well. Uh, uh, there was talk that they were a little bit disjointed in some areas, but they seemed to they seemed to find each other. Uh, as, a, as a unit, as a collective, pretty quickly as the game flowed on. And, and uh, I think about the 25th minute mark, they, they started to ramp things up and um, and that's when it became quite dangerous. I, I think around the 29th and the 30th, in, from the 29th to the 35th minute or something, they scored their two tries and, and it put them away on us. But um, look, they're, are they better than last time? I'm not sure, mate, but you know, we certainly felt the full brunt of what they had at their disposal overnight.
0: I guess the opportunity to turn pressure in the points alerted you a bit last night, Les, because um, when you had the ball and you were in good position and I thought, gee, this is a good start by Ireland. It's just those little errors and the tension, the detail that that let you down and uh, I guess uh, the speed again was the factor there, Les. Uh, containing them, but you, you were able to build pressure at times if you could have built a bit more in that first half, it might have been a different ball game, but you found yourself chasing it very yeah. quickly, I mean you looked at the coverage and at one second you had um, you know, uh, you guys up the other end of the field then the next second they're sprinting away on the break, and yeah. that's a really that's a heartbreaker isn't it, it's tough for your forwards turning them around
2: Yeah, it, it's um you know, I think there was one period there we had about uh, I think it was 11, 12 phases, and then forced a penalty out of them on the far side. Um, another occasion where we made some line breaks, but went to a short side where they had heaps of numbers, and, and we, uh, you know, did the cardinal sin of, of running out or getting tackled out. Uh, so we let the pressure off there. We had a, a you know a, a line out where we created the drive. The drive wasn't as clinical as we would have liked but we we played off it and, and a loose pass uh, led to them uh, forcing a turnover and running 90 meters and that, and that set up the uh, the moment for their second try or the period of uh, pressure for their second try so we, we had a few opportunities up in their end of the park but we didn't sustain the pressure through you know through you know, just disciplined work at the breakdown and 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 staying in field and and you know not throwing loose passes and and if you give them easy stuff like that, uh, you know, they can towel up like, most sides in the world, and um, we made ourselves a little bit vulnerable in that respect. But the boys are disappointed with it, that's for sure. Um, you know, when you look through the game, I've, I've been through a complete uh, uh, analysis of the first half to date. I've got the second half to do right now after I finish here. There was some good stuff, but you know, you need to have good on good on good on good, and, and as soon as you drop your guard a little bit, they, they they they're the best at it they're the best in the business and they, and they hurt us and um, you know we've got to come to terms with that and, and understand that uh, uh, that there are opportunities there if we treasure the ball and possession and keep going at them with the options we have and we know we can possibly force some uh, stress for them but but first you've got to get there haven't you and we failed to do that
1: there's uh, one of the unique things, internationals at this time of the year is the fact that uh like the wallabies you got the three tests against you so you get another crack uh next week that um is it, it must be a very unusual sort of situation uh to actually go into a a test series uh like this three games weekend to weekend it probably only happens for the northern southern hemisphere during uh... during lions tours but uh it, it must be challenging but exciting
2: yeah well, it, it, it's it's uh... I'm not sure if it's challenging. It's just test match rugby, and every test match is a challenge. But I, I would say it, it's um, it, it is different, and it's but it's exciting as well. And I think if you look across the board, um, with with the Welsh team in Australia and the the English in in, this, in South Africa. Um, there's a lot of interest around this type of uh, process that the IRB have put in having you know three test series rather than you know just jumping and out for one, one test here and one test over there. It certainly I, I think uh, created a lot of interest. I know the, here in New Zealand the, the, the Irish fans have certainly come out of the woodwork not, not in the same force as they were in the World Cup but they're certainly out there and I know they enjoy it. Um, you know, the ticket sales for this Eden Park test were very good, I think above 40,000 and looks like Christchurch is, is close to a sellout and as is Hamilton. So, you know, I, I think from that perspective, uh, the old tour, three tour series is, is, um, is something that's, that's been welcomed by all, I would say.
0: So, Les, what do you do then? What do you uh, – how do you learn from the other night? You can't become – you know, Usain Bolt players in terms of pace in seven days. But I guess you can work on a couple of things. The players know where they made errors, and they certainly, from my point of view, can compete. But it's a a matter of keeping with the All yeah. Blacks' 80 minutes, isn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah, well, I think in the other area I'm talking about speed of the game, it's it's not just the individual. Like, we've got a couple of speedy uh, individuals in our game, but it's the speed of their of their recycle. It's the speed of their line-out. They go to a line-out, and before you know it, they've thrown it in, and we haven't organised our contesting line-out to a speed where we can actually possibly put it under pressure. Um, you know, their first and second breakdown... Um, although we did get a, we, did, we got a couple of good moments there, but but you know we get the fourth and fifth, and they're they're creating quick ball and the quick ball, you know, and you're on your back foot, you can't get off the defence line like you'd like to. It's you know there's different forms of pressure that you can put on in those in those moments to to try and stifle their play, but the speed of the game, how they get the ball out quickly, and they're coming at you with their size and speed and skills, that's what we have to come to terms with. And, and I guess from, that, from our perspective, just in the analysis of the first half, we had opportunities to actually apply more pressure on them and we let them off easy. So that's part of our problem um, or our issue for this week is to understand where and when we can do those things and how we handle those situations. Understanding that if we do hold the ball for, for a little bit longer and work hard to reload and get our attacking shape, uh, we have in the past scored tries against them in that way. Um, the other area, I think... Uh, is is you mentioned there, bronk? You know we've got to stay with them. Well, um, that's true, but I, but we it's important you don't frame that in a in a negative sense um, and just play to, defensively to stay with them. I think we have to also back back ourselves. Um, uh, to go at them when we sniff the opportunities through our analysis. you know we had two, two opportunities last night based on some of the analysis we did where we started to hurt them, but the next couple of phases we, you know we ran out or, or threw a silly pass. Um, so there are areas that we feel we can hurt them and we've got to have that mindset where we go at them rather than just trying to stop them all night if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah les is coming to us live as we record this from the Team Hotel in Auckland and it sounds like they're smashing plates in the background. So if that's coming through, uh, apologies for that. But Kissy doing a great job breaking his analysis for us to uh, chat to us. Uh, Les, can we ask you a couple of questions about the other test matches quickly? And I, I really want to talk to you about the speed of the game for the Wallabies match. I don't know if you had a chance to see any of the highlights, but you would have heard the news that it was a pulsating test in Brisbane and the Wallabies got up. A couple of decisions probably going against the Welsh. Will Genia was absolutely brilliant. And before you answer it, Les, Mark Cashman, Will Genia was brilliant, but you've got to give the Wallaby forwards the credit. They were smashed in uh, Newcastle against the, the uh, Scotland team on Tuesday, but they came out in Brisbane and they really gave it to the Welsh last night. Epic performance by Australia uh, to get up 27 points to 19.
1: Yes, certainly. Bronc. listen and uh, this thing, uh, as Les knows, uh, games are won by the Fords. It's the backs that decide how much, and just having that uh, that little bit of front football gave Will Genie of the room, and that made uh, everyone else's job a lot easier. Beric Barnes obviously hit back and uh, and did very well, but listen, hats off uh, hats off to Ben Robinson, to Tafu now and Sakopi Kepu. They've played very well all seasons for the. Uh, uh, with a misfiring Waratah's side. But uh, listen, test football's made for those guys and they did uh, did very well. Listen, uh, a lot of pats on the back uh, for the front row and the, and, and the tight five, they did very, very well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Les. Uh, Andy Robinson said to me last week he couldn't stop raving about um, the Wallaby scrum half in Wilgenia. Uh, last night was a time to shine. You wouldn't have been surprised.
2: Not at all. Um, look... Uh the key to beating Australia, and um, you know, which we did in the World Cup, was to suffocate the flow of their game and 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 take the options that Jena has. Now I haven't seen the game and it's complete. I saw a couple of bits last night, and I haven't seen a highlights package yet. But but if you give him if you give him space and room and around the you know the ruck defence area, he's, he is absolutely lethal. And um, uh, you've got to close that down um, and and take away the life that he does ha- does it he- that he creates in that area and um by the sounds of it they didn't do that well enough on the night and um you know you can have you can have line speed in defense you can have um you know some big guys going at you like they are big side whales but but if um if you don't attend to the, the areas the, the actual source of of the, the spark of their game then you're in trouble and uh and you invite a little bit more trouble and uh uh that's what jenny obviously did last night by the sounds of it i, I read a I read a little report where pocock was quite influential as well and, and did a a good good job guys would that be all right?
0: yeah he was outstanding and uh you know there's a bit of commentary uh, uh online about uh, no one should complain about richie mccall because pocock gets away with some similar stuff but that's what all good number sevens do they push the law to the limit and uh he was outstanding Uh, But you can't underestimate what the tight five for Australia did. Uh, Very good. Some perplexing decisions in the game, I thought, gents. But, I mean, it happens all across the the whole test match universe. But it was a good start to a three-test series. I tweeted a few moments ago. Great to see that uh, we have three tests. So it's a true contest. A team can come back and... That's what yeah. I hope Ireland does as well. Yeah. Is
2: yeah. Well, that's our challenge. It's Wales's challenge, and, and it's uh, uh, England's challenge. You know, you know, we've just seen a snapshot in the first those those three tests of what um, what Southern Hemisphere Rugby's about when they play it on their home surf uh, in the conditions that they do do like, and uh, so. It's 1-0 it's to the Southern Hemisphere at this stage, that's for sure. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I even saw, I think, uh, Argentina did a job in Italy. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, the, the, the four nations uh, from the Southern Hemisphere have done a job on us. And so we're up for the challenge, though, each of us, I'd imagine, to, to come back and see what we can do. And um, uh, I, I saw a little bit of the, the, the English-South uh, African test, uh, you know, again, I think, some realities come through when you when you uh, you see even the English play the Springboks. Uh, I didn't see that much of the Welsh match, but uh, there's a there is a different speed of the game. You know the different recycle of the ball game that, that does exist, and and um, you know if you're playing in those conditions, it's hard to come to terms of. And I would suggest that each team will probably get better on each test, and and we'll see probably better performances from the from the home nations from there.
1: Yeah, Les, it's, uh, it, it, it certainly was a, uh, a a big night there. And as I mentioned a bit earlier, the uh tight five did a did a fantastic job. And uh Bronk, you you, you might want to uh comment on this one about uh, the influence of Wycliffe Parlow, a fit. Wycliffe Parlow was uh was absolutely sensational. It got through to about sixty minutes and he, he gave them a bit of go forward and uh when the, when they got go forward, as Les was saying, it uh, it, gives lo- it gives life to the uh the guinea game.
0: Absolutely, Casho. And just to remind everyone South Africa, 22 beat England 17. So the clean sweep for the Southern Hemisphere. I personally don't want to look at it like that because uh, I think it's totally unfair to uh, gauge countries out of their own uh, um, comfort zones and the weather conditions are different. Um, they are test matches but I certainly don't think of it as south v north. It's, uh, it's um I think it's I think, just each country yeah. against the other. What
2: do you think, Kiss Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I, I, it, it, but it will be it will be viewed I, that I, way absolutely. and reported that way. But yep. I think it also says something that, uh, a little bit about the competitions that you play and the uh, the way that the Super 15 is approached. There there is a speed of the game and, and you know a speed of the breakdown and 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 the way that they they yep. frame their game and, it, and you see it come through in their national team. Uh, our game in the Northern Hemisphere based on conditions and also different the varying types of competitions don't have the same, you know, dynamism to them. I'm not saying they're not dynamic. There's an absolutely great product. I love yeah. the product of rugby up north and it's the way it's played. And, the, and you know, when, when we played Australia in the World Cup and, and the environment got to that area and we could create the same type of pressure that we do like to play uh, uh, from an island perspective, you know, it, it can hurt the southern hemispheres, but but when when they get into that node and get into that 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 zone, you know, there there, it's a different level of, of rugby that most people. I know, I know the most, not most, of all the players are saying it's a totally different level that they've experienced before. Overnight, they just don't experience mm, that in
1: certainly. in the
2: competitions back home. So, uh, that's more of the differences I think. But I, uh, you're right, you know each country versus you know from the southern hemisphere versus the north hemisphere you don't want to make it just that it's it's country versus country no matter where you're from
0: yeah absolutely and the other thing i wanted to add to that is that just look at the uh, all french final in the top 14 the semi-finals basically not a try scored um mm. it was yes. um really arm wrestle stuff wasn't it Les? so yeah
2: yeah well i didn't see the game but i saw the result and yeah. you're talking about toulouse who are. Uh, yeah, an absolutely wonderful attacking rugby team. And, and Toulon, who probably play a little bit more pragmatic rugby, but has some wonderful attacking players. So, um, you know, there you go. It's, it, it, there's certainly some differences there. But, uh, you know, I, I think overnight we saw a lot of good tries scored by, by the Southern Hemisphere teams, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it was a great test matches all around. It was just fantastic to watch. And I think uh, the Northern, Hemisf- Northern Hemisphere teams have certainly come down under with a great approach. Uh, speaking of great approaches, uh, Cash Cow, to go back to your question before, Wycliffe Paloo. Um, Wycliffe Paloo can play 80 minutes. It's just getting him match fit again, and he was absolutely enormous for Australia, but his combination with Fu Fupilota now as enforcers in the Australian forward pack uh, are really important as well, Cash O.
1: Oh, yeah, very much so. And in uh, inside rugby, he was... Uh he was uh, the Players' Poll edition. He was uh, he was nominated as uh, the man uh, who you wouldn't want to be uh, tackled by, the biggest hitter in the, in the game, <laughs> according to 145 Australian rugby stars. So, uh, little, little, little wonder uh, once he uh, once he yeah. starts to get a bit of condition under his belt, away he goes, and it's great to see.
0: And the player that you would like to get hit by was Les Kiss.
1: <laughs>
2: Listen, I used to hold, I used to hold pads for Cliffy, so you, know, ah, yeah. you, you can understand why he's such a good hitter. Um, to try and put me, you know, on my, on my backside was a tough task. So, uh, no, it's great to see uh, Cliffy going well. He, I know he had a, a, you know, a couple of years where he just couldn't get on the front foot with some injuries and get some match fitness. But um, if that was the case. Uh, and he hit 60-minute mark and, and he's going well. Yeah, watch out, Wales, if he continues that form. I tell you, he's one of those players that with a bit of confidence and game on game, he gets stronger and bigger and, and more effective in his game. So well done, Cliffy.
0: So, Les, you face the All Blacks in Christchurch next time around. Now, Les, uh, can we expect many changes?
2: Well, um, yeah, well, you know, we came down to uh, New Zealand with, with the idea of, uh, you know, uh, we weren't locked into just keeping the same team put it that way we we, we wanted to make sure that we had a flexible mindset so th- th- there may be some changes. i think some are going to be enforced anyway it looks like we you know we've got injury concerns across the park really about four or five guys that we we're getting some scans and at the very moment and, and maybe we've got some information now about whether they're going to be out of the tour or or we're going to have to get some more props in or whatever but um uh, or, or, or fly some players in from overseas to, to fill the breach because um, uh, that that sort of situation may enforce a couple of changes. On anyway, we're waiting to see if Mike Ross will be ready. Um, we'll probably know Tuesday uh, if he's going to be right for the, this series. He had a you know, he hurt a hamstring and and for a tight head prop that's a fairly important muscle when you are locking mm. down that side of the scrum. Um, so. You know, watch this space. It's. I just hope the injuries aren't that bad. You know, we've already you know had a had a had a load for Tom Court missing out and Paul O'Connell, Stephen Ferris, Tommy Bay, Luke Fitzgerald, Isaac Boss. You know, it's it's certainly challenging some of the depth, but it's also an opportunity for some of the guys to come in and fill the breach and um and see what they can do as well.
1: Les, uh, one of the things we haven't discussed was the return to the playing field of uh, uh, the international playing field of Brian O'Driscoll. Good to see him out there and. Uh, Listen, uh, we do we do know one thing from the game about Brian is that he's got a he's got a harder nut than uh, than Victor Vito. Uh, Victor came off second best in that little clash.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's one for you. So, um, look, it was great to have Brian back. He, uh, was he's very passionate about the, playing for Ireland, and uh, I think it's 180 in tests, not a bad effort, is it? So, um, like he wouldn't be totally happy with some parts of his game, but um, for him to get the green jersey back on again and. He'll get better. At, he'll get better of each test as well. So we've got we've got two more next week. We're in Kaischurch. It's um, you know, we've got a visit to the Red Zone there at one stage. There's a lot of Irish people working there as well. So um, and, and also support for the community the, uh, in general there. Our boys will go out into the Red Zone and, and catch up with some people there. It'll be a humbling experience in some ways for all of us um, to see what, what you know what st- uh, adversity those they have been there. And um, you know, as you know, it's a great rugby. A rugby uh, city and area, so um, we're looking forward to getting down to Christchurch and, and playing in front of around 27,000 fans. I think is what we're going to be playing in front of, so it should be fantastic. And we we can only approach it from learning some lessons, uh, taking control of what we can, and, and hopefully you know build types the types of pressure platforms that we feel can 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 stress New Zealand. And if we we get if we get to those areas, um, you know anything and everything's possible. But you know we, we've got to take. Know, responsibility and uh, for, for about how we go about that, and and, um, and and it's refreshing the players have put their hand up uh, already and just said we that you know they're the ones who've got to take control of on the park and and um, uh, let's see what happens in Christchurch, guys.
0: All right, Les. So in the background, uh, as we say goodbye, uh, they're obviously making uh, 5,000 coffees and lunch for you, and I don't think yeah. there's anyone else in there, Kissy. So <laughs> so enjoy that, and, and mate. We do really appreciate you breaking your analysis to speak to us today.
2: No problem, guys. Um, look, we'll see what happens next week. It, uh, we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'm also looking forward to seeing our Wales and England back up. It's... Um, Uh, as you say, Bronk, the three-test series thing, I think it's it's a nice little change, isn't it? A change up and and back to something of the past. So uh, another good week of, of international rugby coming up, which will be sensational.
0: And you'll have one eye on the second state of origin. Your mighty Queenslanders going for their seventh straight series win with game two in Sydney on Wednesday night.
2: Absolutely phenomenal. It'll be something we'll be watching on Wednesday night for sure. A lot of the guys here, are, you know, very interested in that competition, and um, so I'm sure we'll have a few heads watching it and. Um uh, although I think a few of them go for the cockroaches, unfortunately. That's all right. So They're I'm all right. Just, I'm just Who going are to they? turn them. Yeah, don't worry is about bot, it. Is Botter yeah, – bot Put a, it this way. Whoever's not picked in the test team this week, they go for the New South Wales team, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all, right there. all right, Les. Hey, mate, hey. thanks very much. Uh, good luck thanks, again. Guys. And I, I just can't wait to see how the Irish bounce back in tri suits against New Zealand. Thanks, Kissy.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: There is Les Kiss joining us from New Zealand tonight. And Mark Cashman, thanks for joining us too.
1: Once again, an absolute pleasure, Bronk. Great to be on board.
0: Okay, that's it for Rugger Matrix International, episode 151. And thanks to Les again. Don't forget, you can go to strike.com.au to pick up your hands-free Bluetooth car kits, reversing cameras, sat-nav devices. Enter the code Matrix and you'll get 10% off. Until next week, We'll be speaking to Ewan McKenzie, all things Queensland Reds. They've re-signed Quade Cooper for three years. A surprising move there. But great news that keeps Genia and uh, the Quade Cooper uh, fly-half-halfback combination together. That's huge news for the Reds, the defending champions. Until next week, bye for now.